International Radio. Hello and welcome to Bulgaria Today, the English language podcast of Radio Bulgaria, bringing you news, stories and music from this country. I'm Kustodin Atanasov, joining you from the studio of the Bulgarian National Radio in Sofia. Stay with us. Bulgaria Today First, the news headlines on Friday the 4th of November. Bulgarian National Bank denies writing report against the adoption of the euro. Social security payments for 2023 are secured, Deputy Social Minister says. A return to paper ballots is effrontery, said ex-Prime Minister Kirill Petkov. Fire broke out on Sofia Varna high-speed train last night. All passengers are safe. Russian strikes leave 4.5 million Ukrainians without power. Bulgaria reports 518 new cases of COVID-19. And now the news in full. The Bulgarian National Bank has denied having prepared a report in which it is claimed that Bulgaria is not ready to join the Eurozone in 2024. Opponents of the adoption of the Euro, including the leader of Vazraždane Party, Kustodin Kustodinov, have been referring to such a document in recent days. The Bulgarian National Bank confirms its focus on the preparation for the introduction of the European currency precisely with a target date of the 1st of January 2024. Not long ago, the bank's manager, Dimitar Radev, pointed out from the parliamentary platform that if we failed to meet the deadlines, the next window for us would not be until after 10 years. All social payments have been secured for next year, With the extension of the current state budget, Bulgaria's Deputy Prime Minister for Social Policy, Lazar Lazarov, assured from the parliamentary rostrum. In response to the demand of the party, we continue the change, which called for a draft new budget to be tabled. He said the Ketek government's powers did not include making policies, and that should be done by a regular cabinet. Lazarov also said that there would be no reduction in payments and that pensions would be guaranteed. The official poverty line for 2023 is 22% higher than the size of the poverty line this year, which shows that inflationary processes are completely covered, Lazar Lazarov pointed out. Foreign Prime Minister and Co-Chairman of We Continue the Change Party, Kirill Petkov, called the return to the use of paper ballots planned by several political parties effrontery. In his words, the mixed system, paper ballots and voting machines affords one more way to control vote buying. In an interview with Nova TV, he gave as an example the 2015 election when there were more than 460,000 invalid votes. Meanwhile, a protest was organized in front of the National Assembly building against the return to the old voting method using paper ballots. Activists from several parties and movements, not represented in Parliament, spread out copies of election tally sheets from previous elections, 
when paper ballots were used, filled in with many mistakes. We are here to raise the alarm that the status quo is coming back with the help of the paper coalition, GERP, the Movement for Rights and Freedoms, the Bulgarian Socialist Party and Bulgarian Rise, commented Maya Manolova, leader of Stand Up Bulgaria. There are no casualties in the fire that broke out last night on the Sofia Varna high speed train in the Kaspichan area. Only one of the engine drivers was slightly injured. He injured his hand trying to detach the locomotive from the first car. The fire has been extinguished and all 50 passengers are in good condition and have already been evacuated. Today a second inspection will be made at the scene of the accident, which will be attended by experts from the railway company in order to determine the causes of the fire. A firefighter who was a passenger on the Sofia Varna train last night prevented a major tragedy with his prompt reaction. He was the first to notice the fire which broke out in the second carriage. Commissioner Ivan Ivanov, head of the fire brigade in Schumann, says the man who pulled the emergency brake and evacuated the passengers is called Varban Gurgiev and he is head of the state fire control department in Varna. The causes of the fire are not known as yet, with theories ranging from technical failure as there was a pop and then smoke to a burning cigarette. Nearly 4.5 million Ukrainians, or over 10% of the country's pre-war population, have been left without electricity since last night because of the Russian strikes, President Volodymyr Zelensky announced in his video address. Kiev and 10 other regions are affected, including Kiev, Dnipropetrovsk and Zaporizhia. Zelensky accused the Kremlin of resorting to energy terrorism as its troops are making little progress on the battlefield. He urged local authorities to conserve electricity, adding that now was not the time for flashy window displays or advertisements. Russian forces are likely to abandon their positions on the west bank of the Dnieper River. Kirill Stremusov, deputy head of the Russian Occupational Authority in the Kherson region, told Reuters in an interview. He explained to the pro-Kremlin media Solovyov Live that the Russian units would probably withdraw to the eastern coast. So far there is no official reaction from Kiev, but if the message is confirmed, it will be the most humiliating Russian withdrawal since the beginning of the invasion of Ukraine, commented Reuters. Russia has been fighting for months to retain control of territory west of the Dnieper where it has sent tens of thousands of troops as reinforcements. This zone includes Kherson, the only Russian-occupied major city in Ukraine, as well as a dam on the river that supplies water to the Crimean Peninsula, which was annexed in 2014. The International Atomic Energy Agency has found no signs of undeclared activities in the nuclear field, Reuters reported. The inspection of three suspicious sites, according to Moscow, was made in response to accusations that Kiev is developing the so-called dirty bomb, a conventional explosive combined with radioactive material. Meanwhile, the Russian Ministry of Defense announced that the test of an 
intercontinental ballistic missile launched from the nuclear submarine Generalissimus Suvorov was successful, reported Associated Press. The missile, which is capable of carrying a nuclear warhead and is expected to enter service with the combat fleet soon, was launched from the North Sea and struck the intended target at a test site on the Kamchatka Peninsula. COVID-19 Over the past 24 hours, 580 new cases of coronavirus have been registered in Bulgaria out of 5,206 tests performed, according to the data of the National Coronavirus Information Portal. 11% of the samples came back positive. 59% of the newly infected persons have not been vaccinated. The highest number of cases is in Sofia, 187, in Sofia region 33, and in Burgas 31. There are 640 patients in hospital as 57 of them are in intensive care units. 63% of the newly admitted 70 patients have not been vaccinated. Five persons died in the past day as 80% of them were not vaccinated. 624 patients recovered. Active cases in Bulgaria number 9,000. 238. Yesterday, 1,339 doses of vaccines against coronavirus were administered. There are currently 2,073,422 people with completed immunization. And now the weather forecast. Cloudiness will be significant overnight and tomorrow. Clouds will increase from the southwest, but no precipitation is expected. The minimum temperatures tomorrow will be between 7 and 12 degrees Celsius, and daytime highs on Saturday will reach between 19 and 24 degrees Celsius. In Sofia, the minimum temperature will be around 7 degrees and the maximum around 20 degrees Celsius. Over the mountains, the cloud cover will be significant, but with no rain showers. There will be moderate to strong wind from the south-southwest. The maximum temperature at an altitude of 1,200 meters will be about 16 degrees, at 2,000 meters about 8 degrees Celsius. Cloudy skies are expected also along the Black Sea coast. A light to moderate wind will blow from the south-southeast. The maximum temperatures at the sea coast will be between 19 and 21 degrees Celsius and the seawater temperature will be between 16 and 18 degrees Celsius. Bulgaria today. You're listening to the English language podcast of Radio Bulgaria now the headlines once again. Bulgarian National Bank denies writing report against the adoption of the euro. Social security payments for 2023 are secured, Deputy Social Minister says. A return to paper ballots is infrontary, said ex-Prime Minister Kirill Petkov. Fire broke out in Sofia Varna high-speed train last night. All passengers are safe. Russian strikes leave 4.5 million Ukrainians without power. Bulgaria reports 580 new cases of COVID-19. 
You're listening to Radio Bulgaria in English. Next on the show, military aid to Ukraine has now green light from Parliament. Government has a month to decide what weaponry Bulgaria can provide without affecting its own defense capabilities. Don't go away. Politics. Some 800 Ukrainians of Bulgarian origin marked last week eight months since the beginning of the war in Ukraine by sending a letter to the Presidency, the Council of Ministers and the National Assembly with an appeal for help and support for their country. The MPs gave a sign that they have heard the call by backing the National Assembly's decision for Bulgaria to provide military assistance to Ukraine nearly seven months after the proposal was first tabled in Parliament. I'm happy with the decision. It was very hard for me to witness all the beating about the bush, admitted the Bessarabian Bulgarian Natalia Lulcheva in an interview for the Bulgarian National Radio. She also commented on the attacks by the Vazrajdane party that those MPs who signed the appeal for military aid had selfish intentions. This is an out-and-out lie. I can name people I know personally, Bessarabian Bulgarians, who are fighting on the front at the moment. They are my compatriots who just want to guard their land. They love Bulgaria and know about it. They speak Bulgarian, but they are citizens of Ukraine. So I don't let anyone tell me that I was being paid to voice my opinion, says Natalia Lulcheva. Within a month, the Council of Ministers should conduct a review of Bulgaria's available weaponry and decide what aid it can spare. The deputies set a tight deadline for signing an agreement to provide Ukraine with the equipment it needs, taking into account Bulgaria's capabilities and stressed the need to hold meetings with NATO allies to provide Bulgaria with military equipment and accelerate the country's disposal of outdated Soviet weapons. There is a real risk that the deficit in our defense capabilities will increase if we do not find an option to compensate for the weapons and weapon systems we intend to send to Ukraine. Former Defense Minister Angel Naidenov said in an interview with the Bulgarian National Radio. In his words, since 2021, Bulgaria has had one main document, the Program for the Development of the Defense Capabilities of the Bulgarian Armed Forces, which describes the country's military equipment and capabilities. So it's clear enough what we have at our disposal, says Naidenov. Bulgaria is not a neutral country as it participates in decision-making within the so-called Rammstein format together with 60 other countries and international organizations. In the framework of this format, we have been providing military and technical assistance to Ukraine, which already exceeds $126 billion, Naidenov recalled. As an EU member state, Bulgaria supports sanctions against Russia and is among the countries that supported the establishment of a special fund to finance military deals for Ukraine, the analyst explained. Another military expert and former minister, Velizar Shalamanov, said Bulgaria could provide armored vehicles, missile and fighter complexes, including aircraft, but most of all, ammunition. Regarding the replacement of the country's equipment, Shalamanov explained 
that its acquisition should take place within a clearly defined rearmament program. It is likely that in the near future we will have Patriot air and missile defense systems superior to the C-300 complexes. They can guarantee the security of the capital city and other cities, as well as the nuclear power plant. We can also strengthen air defense in border areas. We should not wait for the replacement before sending military aid, as some of that new equipment needs time to be produced, said Christo Gadjev, chairman of the Parliamentary Defense Committee and a GERP CDC MP. The Bulgarian army, in addition to the operational equipment it is currently using, has some in reserve. The Ukrainian side is asking for one of its most urgent needs, 122mm and 152mm artillery shells. The Bulgarian army has plenty of those. In the meantime, the Council of Ministers has tabled an army modernization program that envisages replacing our systems of these calibers with NATO-grade 155mm. If we can provide part of the ammunition that we currently have, with the commitment that it will be replaced with the NATO standard in a few years' time, when our new systems arrive, then we will have a successful project and will be able to help effectively. That's a simple example of how the arrangement works, says Christo Gadjev. Song of the Day About a month ago, the Argirov brothers and Tony Dimitrova presented their song Srestu Vyatara or Against the Wind, which quickly gained popularity. Fans of the song have showered the authors and performers with positive comments on the social networks. That has been all on Bulgaria Today this Friday, the 4th of November. You can follow the latest news and developments in this country on our website. Our podcast is available for listening on Spotify. All you need to do to find it is type Bulgaria Today podcast. Don't forget that you can also drop us a line at radiobulgaria at bna.bg or english at bna.bg and of course you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Radio Bulgaria English Service. Thank you for being with us. Do join us again on Monday. Stay healthy and take care. National Radio.